Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 13 of Revelation chapter 22. And we're going to be reading verse 11. Well, excuse me, verses 10 and 11. And he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still, and he which is filthy, let him be filthy still, and he that is righteous, let him be righteous still, and he that is holy, let him be holy still. And I'll stop reading there. Now, verse 10 indicates that uh, what is being said here is at the time of the end, because it says uh, that um, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And yet, God said to Daniel, seal up the word till the time of the end. And therefore, at the time of the end, God unsealed the Bible, the uh, the sayings of the prophecy of the book, and opened up information to his people's understanding. And the command here in Revelation 22.10, seal not the sayings, uh, takes effect once God opens the scriptures at the time of the end, throughout the great tribulation. It's as though God is saying, uh, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, into Judgment Day, the spiritual judgment period we're presently in, God is saying, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book. It has application to the end. Well, verse 11 confirms that the end of the world is in view, and especially Judgment Day on the world. Because, it, uh, as, as we just read, he that is unjust, let him be unjust still, and he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. What does God mean by this? And let's, let's begin, um, looking into this verse by looking at the word still. It's, it's used of the unjust, of the filthy, of the righteous in the last part of the verse and the holy. It's used four times. Let him be unjust still. Let him be filthy still. Let him be righteous still. Let him be holy still. Four times the word still is, is used. And we know four points to the furthest extent of what's in view, the universality of it. And this would relate to God's program during Judgment Day for all people. And all people are um, in, in one of two categories, saved or unsaved, elect or someone not one of God's elect. They're, they're either righteous or they're unrighteous. Th- those are the only two categories of people. 
I know that the world breaks down people into all kinds of races and classes and divisions, but as far as God's concerned, he's no respecter of persons. God views mankind as either Jacob, whom he loves, or Esau, whom he hates, saved, unsaved, elect, non-elect. That's the breakdown. And, and, and so here God is, um, giving, uh, uh, his perspective. He's, uh, he's commenting on the spiritual condition of the people of the world worldwide. That's why four times the word still is mentioned. And uh, the people of the world are either saved or not saved. And that's true of any time in history. But it's the word still that uh, if God had just said, he that is unjust, let him be unjust. Um, or he which is filthy, let him be filthy. He that is righteous, let him be righteous or holy, let him be holy. That's different than adding this word still. It's the word still that, that really presents the problem or, or presents the, um, the, the teaching that God has in mind an established fixed condition that, that is that, um, the unjust or the filthy will be filthy or unjust still. And the righteous or the holy will be righteous and holy still. It's the word still that, that has made the determining declaration. This is man's spiritual condition and it is set. It will not be changed. The word still, the Greek word translated as still, uh, is Strong's number 20. 89. It's, it's just a little word and it's translated, um, as more, longer, further, uh, in, in several places. It's also translated, uh, many times as yet, as it is here. Uh, for instance, in John chapter four, it says in verse 35, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. So, uh, that's indicating there's more time. There's yet four months. Harvest is four months away. So, the, the word yet indicates more time to come. In John chapter 14, in verse... 30, it, the, the same word, 2089 in Strong's Concordance, is translated as hereafter. It says in John 1430, hereafter, or yet, I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. Hereafter. That is, from now and the time following. That's what this word has in mind. Remember, it's translated as longer, longer, uh, uh, or more. Uh, 
something additional or further. It, it, it's a word that means the, um, that which is coming or that which will follow. It's translated as henceforth in Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 16. Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Actually, um, uh, I'm sorry, please disregard that reference to Second Corinthians 5.16. Um, I have a Englishman's uh, concordance that gave me that reference, and the concord the Englishman's concordance is incorrect. I I just checked it in the interlinear Bible, and it and it's not that word. But the other references are correct. This word means hereafter. It it is that which is to come, and that's what. Um, is in view in Revelation 22.11. He that is unjust, let him be unjust hereafter. And he um, which is filthy, let him be filthy hereafter, or longer, or further, or more. From this point on, he will be unjust, he will be filthy. And, and, uh, that's, uh, the horrible, uh, information, the, the terrible news that the Bible has for the people of the world in the day of judgment. Once God rose up in his wrath on May 21, 2011, and shut the door to heaven, he ended his salvation program and with that action, and it's God's action, it's not our action, it's not any man's action, but with that action that God took, he sealed the fate of every human being. All within the kingdom would remain within the kingdom, and all without the gate would remain without the gate. And each person's spiritual condition was established. A great gulf was fixed between the kingdom of heaven and the people outside the kingdom of heaven that are still in their sins. And that's what Revelation 22:11 is addressing. The Greek word translated as unjust is Strong's number 91. It's found... A couple of times in Acts 25, verses 10 and 11. And there it says, Then said Paul, I stand at Caesar's judgment seat, where I ought to be judged to the Jews, have I done no wrong, as thou very well knowest. The word wrong is the same word translated as unjust. And then in verse 11, For if I be an offender. That's the same word also. The Strong's number 91 translated unjust and wrong in verse 10 
And here, in verse 11, it's translated as an offender. If I be an offender or have committed anything worthy of death, I refuse not to die. That is, Paul is saying, if I have offended the law of God, if I have committed wrong, wrong is going against that which is right. It is going contrary to the law of God. It's transgressing the commandments of God. It, it is sin. And, and therefore to, we could, um, understand, uh, the, the scripture that says he that is unjust to mean he that has done wrong or he that is an offender and who has done wrong. Who is an offender? The sinful man, the man who has broken God's laws. In Colossians chapter 3, in Colossians 3, we find the same word, uh, verse 24 and 25. Knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. And that's very clear cut. God is speaking of those that receive the reward, and that would be those that God has saved, that uh, they have imputed righteousness, their works are um, seen through Christ, and actually Christ's work is counted for them, so it's good works. But he that doth wrong receives for the wrong he's done. Those that go against the law of God, that commit sin, evil, their evil deeds, their bad actions. And, and uh, that's what makes a man unjust. It's, it's, um, you know, unjust or wrong or an offender. These, these things all are, um, saying the same thing. This is a sinner. That's who God is speaking of. He that is unjust. He that has offended. Let him be unjust still. Let him continue to be an offender. That, that is, he will remain in his sins. He will be an offender still. There will be no change in that individual. You know, that's saying a very big thing because throughout the history of the world, there was always the hope, at least from man's perspective, in the day of salvation, that perhaps God might save. No matter how much wrong or bad or evil a man had done, perhaps God might save. And 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 so the gospel went forth, and any individual in the world, any human being, any person could go to God and beseech him for mercy and ask God to save. And from man's perspective, there was the possibility 
that God might save that individual. And so they, they, uh, you just had to wait on God to see. And he would make it known or not what his will was. But that has ended. That program of salvation. That, uh, potential from man's perspective to become saved no longer exists. And, and now one who is unjust cannot go to God and cannot beseech God and cry out for mercy that he might be made just or righteous, that he might be translated out of darkness and into the kingdom of God, of God's dear son into the light, that he might have his sins forgiven and be made holy. It's no longer possible. The one that is an offender remains an offender still. And the one that is filthy, filthy, the, the word for filthy is Strong's 4510, and it's only found here, but it's um, derived from another word, 4509, that's used in one other place in the Bible, 1 Peter chapter 3. In verse 21, it says, The like figure, whereunto even baptism, doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the key phrase there is the filth of the flesh. The flesh identifies with Sin, because um, when we we fall into sin, uh, we our spirits die and we walk in the flesh, and and God views the flesh as filthy spiritually. That is, man is in his sin, and it it and he's in a, a dirty um, spiritual condition. You know, Mister Camping. Uh, used to say from time to time that that a sinner was dirty, rotten, filthy sinner. And it's very accurate information according to the Bible. It's an accurate statement to say that a sinner is dirty and rotten and filthy. That That's biblical language. Let him that is filthy, filthy, be filthy still. Let him continue in filthiness. Let him um, um, uh, hereafter be filthy, is is what uh, is saying from henceforth. In um, uh, in in the Old Testament, we read in the book of Job in Job fifteen, Job chapter fifteen, and verse sixteen. We read this, How much more abominable and filthy is man? And now God's going to really explain why man is so filthy. Which drinketh iniquity like water. Iniquity is sin. Iniquity is the transgression of the law of God. And man drinks it like water. And and how much water does man drink? Well, we need water to live. We have to drink water often, and 
and uh, every day practically we drink water and and that's what man does with sin he's so filthy he he's so dirty and rotten and so tainted and perverted so corrupt in his fallen sin condition he drinks in iniquity like water every day he in thought word and deed man is going away from god he's going after his lust he's serving sin he's um trying to satisfy uh, his his evil desires this is the nature of a fallen man in psalm 14 it says in uh, psalm 14 the first couple of ver- uh, or verses 2 and 3 jehovah looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek god they are all gone aside they are all together become filthy there is none that doeth good no not one all men are filthy it's not like we're we're picking on anybody in particular it, it it's not just terrorists that are filthy or it's not just serial killers that are filthy all sinners are filthy there is not one good among all of mankind we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god we've all been filthy in our sins but only god's elect have been washed and they've been cleansed and they've been made pure and holy and righteous they they've they've been uh purified through the blood of christ he's paid for all their filthy deeds he's washed them of all filthy iniquity and therefore they can stand in god's sight but the rest have not have their sins paid for they've not been cleansed by the blood of christ they they bear their filthy iniquities they're upon them and that's what god sees when he looks at men he doesn't see a cute beautiful adorable little baby he sees a filthy sinner he he sees a uh, filthy sinners of all ages and of all races and of all classes god is no respecter of persons he sees a world of rebels that have rebelled against him and and the wrath of god is upon them all and the judgment of god that began on May 21 2011 was to shut the door and to end salvation thereby the unjust remain unjust and the filthy the filthy of the world those that are not clean in god's sight because of their sins what does god say he which is filthy let him be filthy still hereafter hereafter longer further more from this point on until their destruction and and this is what the bible says this is the word of god and tell me when else at what other point in history 
could this scripture apply? At what other time has God made this kind of a statement? Did he make this statement um, in the Garden of Eden after man fell? No, no. The, the filthy could be still cleansed with salvation. Did he make it in the Old Testament time? No. Uh, there, there was always a, uh, the possibility God might cleanse a man of his sin. How about during the church age? No, God was saving the first fruits in the congregations. The, this statement could not apply to those in the churches. Even when God ended the church age, any unsaved within the congregations could potentially come out. And it was outside. The Lord was pouring out the latter rain, and potentially they could have had their sins clean or washed away. The only time this scripture takes effect is at the end of the world, in the day of judgment, the final judgment of mankind. And now there is the final pronouncement, the final declaration of God concerning the destiny of each human being. Let it be so. Let it be so from this point on, the the day of judgment has come, and God has judgment without mercy. There is no mercy available. There is no water available. There is no light available. There is no opening of the door once it shuts ever again for anyone outside the door. This is what God has done. This language fits only our present time of Judgment Day. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.